That's a hockey, you know, it's only, it's only game. Why you have to be mad? You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. What's up, you beauties? Welcome to HW Post Game Show, where we're going to talk all things Philadelphia Flyers. I'm Jim, joined as always by Jack Smith, and we have a, a guest for tonight's post game show. Manny Benavidez of Brotherly Puck and Brotherly Pod is going to join us. Uh, yeah, guys, you saw it. Flyers curb stomped yet again by the New York Rangers and uh, by a final score of 8-3. to three. Everybody on the, the other team scored. Giroux Hayes Couturier scored for the Flyers. Boys, oh, my God. Like, what is even the word for this? The day after Chuck Fletcher's press conference, they didn't do, ma- do many favors leading up to the press conference, losing to the Devils and the Islanders a couple times. Literally the day after the press conference, they come out and they do this. What is going on? What's going on in your guys' mind? Let's get to our guest first here. Manny, what's going on in your mind? What's going on with this team? How do you feel? Terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way about it. Like, the thing that I keep thinking of is that meme of the Spider-Mans all pointing at each other. Because, <laughs> you know, the players seem to be pointing to Chuck Fletcher saying, hey, let's do something. We need help. It's a cry yeah. for help. And Fletcher's pointing at the players going, hey, I believe in you guys. You guys, we've got a good team here. We're going to win. We're going to make the playoffs. We're still in it. Newsflash. Like the, the the Bruins are about to get a point. They're going to overtime now. Um, so that's another point back of them. They've got numerous games in hand. The Flyers can't beat anybody right now. And they look terrible when they do. Um, people are pointing at Hart uh, for being, you know, not stopping anything. Hart, I'm sorry, but you got to point at the defense too. They can't do anything. The players on the ice can't do anything. The coach is making terrible moves too. Everybody's to blame here, and everybody's looking at each other to pull them out of this, and they're not going to because nothing has changed. There's been no movement on the trade front. There's been nobody sent down to Lehigh Valley. There's been absolutely nothing. We had a a GM come out and literally say, I'm trying my best, but I can't do nothing. Boy, th- this trade market's really tough. Well, no kidding. You knew it was a flat cap in the offseason, didn't you? You knew that when you signed Eric Gustafson, didn't you? But don't worry. He's as advertised. This is what you wanted? You wanted a guy that could barely break in this lineup now? Sam Moran's ahead of him now in the depth chart? Played a decent game from what I've heard. But Gustafson? You got to be kidding me. As advertised. And listen. Don't get me wrong. He's not going to come out and throw the guy under the bus. No GM should do something like that. Let's be perfectly honest. But when you sit there and you tell people the defense has been terrible, you know, we've given up 27 goals. Well, it's a lot more now because the Rangers got quite a few more today uh, off the rush. We can't zone exit. We can't do anything. Well, sorry, but Gus is part of that. He is, whether you like it or not. Provorov's part of that, whether you like it or not. Sanheim, Myers, the list goes on and on and on. Braun's been the best guy in the last three weeks, and that's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, I mean, that's going to be tough to follow up, man. Go ahead and follow up. We hit everything on the head that we had been discussing and seen, and the main thing is, and you had said he's not going to throw any, anybody under the bus, and he's real right. He's not, but it also felt like he was kind of defending – his sign, his one move in the off season. And it's like, 
you really take us all for assholes, don't you? Like, like we're like, we're not watching. Like they're an absolute travesty and a joke, which we've been saying all along. As you said, Jimmy, they didn't do him any favors going into that press conference. Now for this to be the direct game after it, after what the Rangers did to us last week, like I don't know how somebody doesn't get fired at this point. Like they're talking about yo now because of the penalty kill. I'm still leaning Terrian because I think he's been hasn't done anything since he's been here. Uh, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they let Vigneault go because it's just that bad, you know, and it's dude, they can't make any trades. Fletcher's still pulling the my job is too hard, which is so friggin' sad. Like there are people who defended him yesterday and a lot of them today were already regretting that. And I get it. It's flat cap. As Manny said, we, we everybody knew that signed uh, Gustafs into a three million dollar contract. Everybody else in the league got did something and got better. Teams that were already very good got better. Teams in our division got better. Everybody got better except for what? The Buffalo Sabres and us. And even the Sabres at least tried and added Taylor Hall, for God's sake. You know, like, what did we do? Absolutely nothing. Complete joke. They're all – it wouldn't surprise me if nothing got done because it seems like the plan was this season means nothing. We need to do whatever we can to get to next season. And because it was such inaction – it the wheels have completely fallen off and we're seeing what's happening because of the neglect. So if nothing, nobody gets fired and nothing changes, that tells me that's exactly what the plan was. And that's embarrassing to say the least, but for people to, to have any kind of defense for Fletcher and what he hit asshole press conference was after this, he better have another one soon. Like what's he got or do something because how, how can we sit here and be like, are you serious? Dave Scott saying he wants to win and look at this is they don't just lose they get embarrassed almost every game now like that has to be answered for like holy shit yeah they're they're losing in embarrassing fashion now I mean in the beginning of the season they were winning games and it was kind of like we were all waiting either for the wheels to fall off or waiting for this team to you know kind of get it together a little bit and unfortunately we're seeing the wheels completely fall off. It's they went from being, you know, not fun to watch, at least for me personally, to just, oh my God, now I can't stop watching because it's so bad. Like how bad can it actually get? And if you were going to tell me this last March, that this would be the Flyers now, a year later, there'd be no way in hell. I would have bet everything that I owned that that was never going to happen. This almost – you know why this feels worse than the Hackstall uh, era for me? It's because we had hope. We had expectations before the season, uh, at the end of last season. I, I had my hopes up, you know. And I'm going to go back to all the stuff Fletcher said in the offseason. You know, we knew they were excuses, but we were like, okay, you know, it's kind of justified, the things that he was saying. It's kind of like – all right, well, there is an expansion draft coming up again. Okay, well, there is, you know, the unexpected flat cap. You know, he already had built-in excuses for not making any moves. And the disappointing thing for me, we talked about it yesterday, is I felt that he used yesterday's press conference to use those excuses instead of holding himself a little bit more accountable and saying the reason – that the team, and if you want to talk about the mental state, I'm not going to so much touch on that because I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know what these guys are going through. I don't think it's as bad as some people would have you make it out, make it out to be. I think these guys are probably 
pretty pampered. I mean, let's let's face it, they're professional athletes, right? I mean, these guys aren't struggling. Uh, so I have a hard time, not that I don't have sympathy, because I know they're two human beings. I know that everybody's different. Everybody struggles. But I have a hard time, you know, agreeing with that because uh, let me just get off. I'll go back to Fletcher. He, she, he, it, how do you not foresee, you know, these younger kids having a tougher time? They needed vets anyway, let alone for, for this year. He dropped the ball. As much as I loved Fletcher last year, we're, we're seeing like a complete 180. And I'm just there's, – there's been no middle. Like he's either been very good or it's like, dude, did you forget that they had a season this year? You know, because it's, it's just been pathetic. And I'm not sure – it seems just like everybody's kind of quitting a little bit. I'm not sure what else Vigno can do with, with these players. Uh, Manny, you mentioned sending guys down. That actually hasn't even crossed my mind. Like that's an option. Uh, yep. Fletcher mentioned in the press conference last night that he'd like to get some guys up. Uh, I think you spoke of Tanner, Tanner Lazinski, Wade Allison, and uh, I'm missing one other player. But, like, why not start now? Like, start, you know, getting some messages. I don't know what else. I don't know what else they can do. Go ahead, Jack. No, I, they really – they're at their wits' end at this point. They can't do – much of anything and it's their own fault this is a hole that they dug themselves you could see it a mile away we tried to be optimistic at the beginning of the season. even at the government signing we were all like hey char is still available by the way guys like are we in on this we have early reports that we were but i think that was kind of uh you know covered with the fact that there was all that line a talk and it kind of took our eyes off of what was actually needed with this team and we just had confidence because we looked so good right up into the bubble, the beginning of the bubble. We did win a playoff round, you know, and then we took a team that was better than us to game seven somehow. So while we had some issues, we still ultimately felt this was a very good team and we were trending the right direction and Hart was going to be great. Proveroff's the Norse candidate and what have you. And we started off the season winning. And I think the very first sign was that six to one loss to Buffalo because look how bad they are. You know, and it's like we knew that then they weren't very good. Oh, it was, it was an anomaly where we shot them out the next time, you know, and then the Boston games kind of happened. We're like, all right, we're a cup contender. Then we won. We took care of business against teams like the Devils. Um, I think the very first time we played the Rangers, we had nobody. We still took them to overtime. And then the next time we be- played them, we beat them. And then at some point, I don't know what game it was exactly, everybody just stopped completely showing up. Goals were going in in bunches. They're not even in games anymore. Like, I'm okay with losing if it's, like, close and they tried. But they're down 4 5 nothing in the first 10 minutes of the game. Or, you know, or 2 nothing in the first period. And by the time you get your drink and come back in the second period, it's it's doubled. You know, like it's it's unbelievable how quickly <laughs> they go down in games and are digging themselves out of a hole. Like, they're never, ever in it. And these are teams that need to be so much better than them. So, Jet had another natural hat trick. I, I, that's probably the first time it's ever happened. Like you have a natural hat trick. Next time you play that team, you have another natural hat trick. Natural hat trick. They scored 17 goals on us to our three in the last two games. Like what? These are 80s numbers. Like this is ridiculously bad. I'm glad I, that I, you I mentioned know. Mika Zabinajad, Jack, because I don't know about how you guys feel because you're right, you know, in the Philly area, in the Jersey area, but like. TSN sent me an update, and the update says, remember me? New York Rangers forward, Mika Zabinijad. 
score six points, three goals, three assists for the second time in nine days against the Flyers. He is the first player ever to score six-point consecutive games against the same opponent. Gretzky didn't do that. Lemieux didn't do that. Mike Bossy didn't do that. Nobody has done that. This team finds new ways to lower the bar. Like, it can't get much lower than this. I don't know what else has to be done for people to sit there and say, there's something wrong with this team. And it can't just be, well, the young guys that are single are lonely. (laughs) And listen, I understand, okay, it's COVID. Everybody goes through a tough time. I got news for you. Married people go through a tough time too. People with kids go through a tough time too. People that are out of work are going through a tough time too. (laughs) People are losing their businesses. They're going through a tough time. Like this is affecting everybody. And don't tell me that it's every young player because last time I checked, Joel Farabee was doing pretty damn good on this team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Carter Hart, Carter Hart was the savior in the playoffs last year, and he was in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Now he can't stop anything, and the defense in front of him is a tatters. This is ri- beyond ridiculous, like just beyond ridiculous. How this team can continually trot out. Like two weeks ago, Dave Scott was like, we're going to be real aggressive, real aggressive. Well, yesterday we saw Chuck Fletcher's aggressively calling people, but nothing's happening. You know, he he basically came out and said right away, we're not sellers. How do you watch a game like this again today? <laughs> and and you, you're sitting there, you, you need to free up cap space. That means you need to start making a trade, and that means you might have to sell somebody. It means, as, as sad as it is, Scotty Lawton is a UFA. He might have to go. Yep. Michael Roffel, you've been here a while. Might have to go. And, and you know what? You're not going to get much for Raffle. Lawton might get you some nibbles. There might be some teams out there that'll give you a second round pick for sure. And maybe even a little bit extra if they can get a guy like Scott Lawton. That's a guy that might do something in the playoffs that might put a team over the top for a little bit of extra depth at forward. But you know what it also does? It frees up money so that you can go and make a move that you need to do so that you don't have to beg Nashville, please take Shane Gossespierre, who we know you don't want. You know, like they they don't want him. They don't want him to replace Ryan Ellis. That's a joke. They don't want him to replace Matthias Ekholm. That's a joke. That's four and a half million dollars that they do not want. They just don't. If you can free up some money, any money at all, you know what? Make a deal with Scott Lawton. If you really want to re-sign him, tell him, dude, we'll, we'll sign you, but we're going to have to trade you for the time being. It's happened before. This is not something new. Teams do this. Yeah, I hope they can bring him back because he's one of the few players that I've somewhat liked this season. Um, hasn't always been perfect, but yeah. And, and, and what I wanted to bring up, this is Fletcher's fault. Because part of the reason he can't get anything done isn't just the flat cap and the salary cap and COVID, whatever. Every team is not like these GMs are not stupid. They know the situation that the Flyers and Fletcher are in. So why why they're gonna they're gonna hold their feet to the fire. They're gonna they're gonna they know that they don't have a choice. They have no wiggle room for anything. They're going to hold out for the best possible deal because we're in such a horrible spot. And as more and more games like tonight happen, it's only going to get worse. He's like, Fletcher, remember that deal we talked about where you're giving me three first-round picks and God knows what else? 
uh, suddenly it's looking a little bit better, right? You might not even be in Philly after what this shit keeps up. You're going to have to do something, you know, and that's his fault for putting the team in this position to begin with. So if they, he's, if the deals aren't going to get easier with these performances. They're going to get worse. So he can be aggressive all he wants. He can have three teams on the phone at the same time and say, I'm staying up day and night making phone calls, but he's in a shitty situation because of the team he put together because he was looking past this season. And if he doesn't figure something creative out quick, there is no way outside of firing somebody that they can or selling just flat out selling that they can salvage this season in any way, shape or form. And it, like I said, it's his own fault. So I'm tired of hearing the whole, my job's too hard, COVID, uh, flat cap. You knew all that going in, as you said, Manny. Knew Everybody knew all that shit going in. And now here we are. You put us in this situation. You need to get us out of it, or there should be hell to pay. And I guess what? Next year's a flat cap too, guys. Yeah. And the year after that too. So what are we going to do? We're just going to wait out the flat cap, right? <laughs> yeah, right? It, it, it sounded like... And Jack, you made a point of saying this. It sounded like it came out yesterday and, and was like, guys, my job's extra hard this year. You know, if things don't work out, you know, there's always next year. And as a fan, how sick are you of hearing, you know, a couple of years, the Flyers will be ready to compete in two years. The kids will be up or this and that. Like they're here. Like the kids are here and this is what we got. You know, they went out – I'm an AV fan. I like I like his personality. I like his uh, persona. Uh, I like the the vibe that he brings to this team. But there's a disconnect somewhere. Whether he doesn't have the, the roster that he wants, or whether his system is not for these players. And and here's another thing with that because I have heard that, and it, that could be the case. Here's what I would like though. I'm tired of changing the coach to fit the players. It's time to bring in different players. I don't know if that's going to happen this year, but there's nowhere else to go, right? Um, before we get on that train a little bit, I wanted to point something out about Mika Zibanejad since we were talking about him a little bit ago. Five games against the Flyers this year, 14 points, six goals, eight assists. Uh, against everybody else this year, I don't know how many games the Rangers have played, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's over 20, 25 games, four goals, eight assists. Oh six God. goals and eight assists just against the Flyers in five games. In three games, actually, because he didn't score in two of the games. That's that's insane to me. Is he is he that good? They can't mm-hmm. stop Mika Zibanejad? In one period, he's he's done it to him. In in two periods, I'm sorry, it's insane to me. Dude, I was out to dinner tonight for my brother's birthday. I, I was following the game in the first period. I saw it was two three nothing. I put my phone down for a couple minutes. I go back to check the score, and I see six nothing. I'm like, wait, is this a glitch? Is ESPN showing me last week's game? And I was just in disbelief. Like, I had to laugh. I'm like, well, I can't get angry. Like, this is it. Like, what am I going to get angry for? There's nothing, to, there's nothing more to get angry about, you know? And it's, it's, not, even, it's not even apathy anymore because I, I do care. Like, I, I was invested in this team. I wanted to see them do well. Uh, I at least wanted to be entertained during all this COVID stuff because there's something to do. You know, watching hockey for me is something to do. And instead, it's like, okay, well, we get to watch them get get their um, get their asses handed to them night in and night out by better, more physical, more skilled teams, right? Let's face it. If the, if the team that they're playing is not bigger than them, they're most likely more skilled than they are this year. And well, I, I think we kind of said it uh, before the season started, Jack, that we're not sure if the Flyers are going to be able to compete with the Islanders, with the Bruins, uh, with the Capitals for eight games this year. And 
we're seeing that they can't. They're just getting bullied. They're getting beat up, and they're getting outclassed, outscored, outskilled, outgoalied, you name it. I mean, they, they just can't play defense as a team. Uh, and, and I want to kind of ask uh, Manny this. I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinion here, Manny. We talked about letting coaches go a little bit. Michelle Tarion is directly responsible, and correct me if I'm wrong, for the team defense and the power play, both of which not great. Power play scored a couple goals tonight. If somebody's let go, who who would you let go? I'm leaning more towards Tarion, but but what are your thoughts in letting somebody go? Would it even send a message to this team? Does it do anything? Is it more for the fans? What are your thoughts? I don't know if it'll do anything. I mean, they 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 they've tried numerous different you know players on the power play, and it's the same effect. Yeah. So unless it's the the strategies that that's letting them down, but it's a pass first mentality on this team. That that's how it is. So yeah. you can't pass the puck into the net. You got to shoot it. Uh, you're not going to be beating goalies that way. So if you want to fire Michelle Terrian, that's fine. Uh, you can go ahead and do that. He hasn't done a you know a stellar job uh, from any fan's perspective. The, the The power play is atrocious. The defense is a shambles. But again, you can look at it as okay. So the defense is a shambles, but who didn't address the defense? Mm-hmm. Chuck. So if Chuck fires Michelle Terrian, that's Chuck Fletcher basically telling Av the guy that you wanted that's here that's your boy. Uh, that's your buddy behind the bench. Well, I just got rid of him. Scapegoat. And that's a shot across the bow saying you're next. Cause if you don't turn this around, it's on you. And, and, and for a guy that in the press conference yesterday basically said, it's my responsibility. This is my team. This is all of us. He is right. Listen, the players have blame. The coaches have blame. The management has blame. And you know what? You, I'd, I'd be interested to know what what order you guys place that blame in. I, I still think that the players are at number one, but but Chuck is right there because he didn't address the defense. He just didn't. Like, how many more defense pairings do you want to shake up? How many more times do you want to put Braun with Provorov? How many more times do you want to put Sanheim with Myers? I mean, it, it's just not working. Like, it doesn't matter. You, they came in here with eight defensemen plus on the roster, like ready, like NHL defensemen. <laughs> and none of them are working. None of them are working. <laughs> you remember before the season, they said they were going to try the whole offensive zone, defensive zone thing with, uh, I think it was Provorov, Braun, and Gustafson. Offensive zone face-offs, they were going to try Gustafson out there. Defensive zone uh, draws, they were going to pop Braun out there with Provorov. And right then, we shouldn't knew that this was all going to be BS, right? Like, come on. Like, go get him an actual defensive partner. Enough with the experimenting. Enough with the tinkering. Just go get him a partner. Like, Matt Niskan, if he was here, he was only going to be here for one more year. They're going to have to find somebody anyway. I'm just so, I'm just fed up, man. It was just- here, here's the real danger, though. Because if they don't do anything, I think you run some serious risk of really doing some damage to these players. Oh, yeah. Like, if Provorov continues, like, he's struggling. Oh, yeah. Like, let, no bones about it. He's struggling. If he continues for the rest of the season with this defense core it, it, like, and no help, what's he going to look like next year? You think he's just going to turn the switch and become uh, the same Ivan Provorov as he did last time? He's going to need some help. 
You like start he, to doubt yourself not, a little bit. And what about Carter Hart, the franchise yeah. goaltender? You're going to yeah. let him continue to get pummeled every single time that he gets in there? How? Like you risk a real danger that you're going to affect the kid's development and that it's going to significantly impact him in his career going forward. You just don't want that to happen. I don't see how they just sit there and pretend that, well, it's okay. We're, we're not selling. We're going to be buyers. Like, like you've got to get some kind of help. This team's been screaming for a move. You need to make a move. What, whatever it is, whether it's Tarion, then it's Tarion. If it's yo, it's yo. But you got to do something. You got to make some kind of trade. The players are are dying for a change. They need some extra push from outside. They cannot motivate each other at this point. You have people on Twitter tweeting about Nolan Patrick flicking a puck three times. The guy was a minus four today. He's mm-hmm. a fourth line center. This guy is, I mean, listen. I feel bad for the guy, but I'm sorry. I have zero interest in Nolan Patrick being a fourth line center on this team. If he's, if that's what he's going to be, forget it. Get rid of him. I don't care. Yeah. It's a, it's a results driven business. Like I don't feel bad for anybody, but Lindblom because the poor guy was doing great and got, you know, got cancer and beat that, you know? So it's like, you have to produce, and we'll go back to what you were saying about how the blame would be distributed. Um, I, I, it's tough to, you know, with the players, the players are the players. I've, I've had an issue with this core for quite a while. They're coach killers, you know, and I didn't, I never liked Haxall. I don't think he's a good coach. I still believe that. Um, but AV has been successful in two different cities at pretty, he's done everything but win a cup and he's come goddamn close. And to come here and then this happens, it's like, yeah, it's the core. They've always done this shit. They don't get up for big games. They tend to get blown out all the time. They turn over the puck like it's a lot. They they treat the puck like it's a live grenade. Like they don't know what to do with it. They can't wait to get rid of it. They don't. So when it comes to the blame, Fletcher for me is number one. And it's not even hard. It's the, you constructed the team. And to see such a gaping hole like that, and how it's affecting your team. And then, then you're on top of that, you're not doing anything. I don't see how it can't be your fault. And he, he kind of like takes blame, but it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, like Andy Reid, like I got to do a better job. And ultimately nothing changes and nothing's going to change with this team or the mentality of these players, unless somebody's head rolls and whether, whether it's yo's guy, it's yo because Fletcher brought him in. That was his guy or Tarion because you can't make a trade. I could see somebody going because it's just too bad right now. You, if you can't make a trade, some you fire the equipment manager, like <laughs> the janitor down the hall, something like somebody's got to go. You have to show something that somebody gives a fuck about something because this is embarrassing. And he better move mountains this offseason because it is unbelievable how much he needs to do and fix. And there's certain players he needs to get out of here, whether it's Seattle or just flat out buys them out. Um, and yeah, and I totally agree with Patrick. Like, I just, it's nice. He, he'll have this little spurt to the net and hasn't finished. He can't finish, but you'll see people be like, he's coming around. He's doing good. It's like, how much time do we have to wait? Because it's, it's a problem. I told Jimmy the other night, it's tongue in cheek when we've said we want him to just play a full, you know, season, no injuries, no headaches, none of that. That's great. But when you're not producing and you're out there every single night, that's not a winning formula. It's not. And they need guys who can finish, who don't turn over the puck, 
defense especially, and you brought up Hart, um, he needs to play better. But I, his confidence is shit, and it's because of this defense. How is he supposed to get better with this defense? Is he supposed to turn into Dominic Hasek overnight? Like, I, I don't see how that's a thing. I, I think he would have been okay this year. He probably wouldn't have been as good as he was last year, whole sophomore slump thing. But how he's been hung out to dry, giving up three goals – and then none of them he can he can do anything about, and then he gives up a softy, and everybody blames him. I, no shit, his confidence is nothing. You know, like that. And you brought up a great point with the whole: how much damage are we going to do to this team and these players and their psyche going forward? We're gonna we're gonna get through this season. Let's say Fletcher does move mountains. These guys are gonna like have to mentally prepare. We <laughs> have PTSD. Yes, exactly. Like it's going to take some time before they're like, "Oh wow, I'm actually a real hockey player," and we had this is a real team. Like it's unbelievable how many steps back this season is, and all the more reason that they might have to clean house with a cup, whether it's players or coaches or what. But if Dave Scott is serious about winning, he's seriously got to have a serious conversation seriously with Dave uh, with Chuck Fletcher and say something needs to happen. You have to show these people something because we're going to open up this arena next year. We want fans here and us assholes are going to show up regardless because we're assholes, but still like it needs to win. Like it is what it is. And this is not giving his team a dime. So here's a question for you guys. We're talking about Hart a little bit here. How about just sending him to the minors? He still has a. He's still on a, a his rookie deal, isn't he? You can go to the Phantoms, right? Here's my problem with that. So, who theoretically you're just bringing up Lion? Yeah. Not not Sandstrom or nothing though. No, I'm, I I guess you could. But so, uh, the the I guess the the sole purpose of it would be, you know, if you if you put hard to the miners, it's kind of showing showing you two things. I think it's showing. That hey, like this is not going to be our year, and it's also kind of like holy shit, we just we're so bad that our you know young star phenom goalie is now playing with the Phantoms, you know. And then on the flip side of that, hopefully you know maybe some stress and pressure drops off Carter Hart. He, he takes his time to get his stuff together, you know what I mean? Instead of uh, you know worrying about going out and playing every other night. I think he needs a. Um... Uh, leave of absence. Like <laughs> I think he just needs some time off. And I don't, I'm okay with Alex Lyon coming up because um, I don't want Shanstrom or any any of our young goalies being subjected to this defense and what it could do to your psyche. If you're, hey, it's my first NHL game. I finally made it. And <laughs> you can't lit the goal. hell up. <laughs> you know, I mean, like it, it's like when Rob Zepp came up <laughs> and he like played in his hometown. I think, or uh, his parents came to one of his games and he got lit up. It was like really embarrassing. At least he was like a 32 year old goalie at the time. I don't want these young guys coming up, finally making it to the show and having that like dream quickly become a nightmare. And God forbid they play more than one game. Like you, there's nothing. I wouldn't want to put anybody in that situation. This is, they, I'd rather him pick somebody off of waivers and just throw him in there if that's the case. And Hart being sent down, I don't know. That's like almost a slap in the face. I get it. Uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. How's it a slap in the face, though? 
to, I, I don't know how hard it's going. He gets angry when he gets pulled sometimes. You know what I mean? Like not so much anymore, but like when he was at first and he, he's like, I'm being set down with this, this defense. Like I get it. I have not played good, but like, well, yeah. If, if so, if you're his why teammate, he, why hasn't Ghost been sent down? Why hasn't Gus been sent down? Why hasn't you know what yeah, I mean? They don't. Yeah, but they don't have the same contract. So here's my thing. Here's how. Either. Here's my thing though. If you're his teammate and like Hart's not going to be happy to go down, you know that. And so having seeing your your like I said your goalie get sent down because you're playing so bad. I don't know. There's got to be. That can create some – not that a spark is going to matter anymore, but, you know, it, it should start to turn some heads like, oh, shit, like Carter Hart just got sent down, you know. Like that's not, that wasn't supposed to happen this year. We were supposed to go to the playoffs and win a couple rounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, the funny about that is if I feel like if it was any other team, it would have an effect. But these guys oh, are no, yeah. week. I, I think they'd be like, oh, geez, I guess we won't see him for a while. So what are you doing after the game? Yeah. But that's the thing is like, it, this is now a no win situation here with, with this group of players. Yep. If, if you, if you send Carter Hart down, there's going to be people who say, good, he needs a reset, get him away from here. <laughs> Maybe the defense in Lehigh Valley will be a, a, a beacon of light for him. Hmm. Um, and then there's going to be people saying, what are these guys doing? And it makes them look I understand what your point is, Jim. You want to send a, a bit of a, a shakeup mentally to Carter. I think the best way is just to sit him. But the problem with that is then you're going to have Elliot in net for right. prolonged periods of time. And you know what? Elliot came in tonight and it didn't help. Nope. So now you're going to lay Brian Elliott is going to be the sacrificial lamb and yeah. he's going to have to pay for all the defense's sins yep. uh, here in, uh, you know, in Philly. What do you do? Do you bring up Lion? Because yeah. you bring up, again, you bring up Lion, and I get the point, but then people are going to say, optimal lineup. AV's purposely wanting to lose games. I He's know, there's sabotaging no, there's no everything. Win. So, like, what are we supposed to do? Unless you bring in a goalie from outside and make a yeah. trade, and yeah, there's going to be teams man. out there wanting to dump salary, that's the only thing you can do. Can you imagine Twitter when the Flyers acquire some kind of like secondary <laughs> goalie and no defense? You know, like oh my god, it'll be an absolute dumpster fire. And yeah, it is. Just, that's just it. It's still win no matter how you look at it. Which is kind of like me and Manny are kind of on the same page. Sit them, leave of absence, just chill for a bit. Uh, any other goalie being brought up? You, everybody was so quick to hate on Hart, but you see now Elliot had played better before. But you're seeing with this downward death spiral he's given up a lot of goals now too like it's it's the defense for all those who were still on the fence it's the defense you know and it's it's going to be no matter who's in that it's going to be a problem you know only hasha could give this team a chance in hell at the playoffs and i know i've beaten that horse to death but i truly believe it because he's the only guy i know who was so good with so little and these guys are an absolute travesty it's a joke and Fletcher needs to step up and do something. I mean, we've seen minor, minor moves be, be done in previous seasons with other teams and GMs and even our own team and Holgram or whoever, and nothing. Nate Prosper and Sam Moran are the biggest changes that this defense has seen, and it's like that's really all you can do. There's not like some guy who's a, you know a borderline free agent could play in the AHL, NHL, anything – 
Ron Hainsey, is he still interested in playing anybody? Like, it's, it's just the fact that nothing has happened. It makes me think a coach is going to get fired because if you really can't do anything at all, I think the ne- the only thing you can do is is fire somebody to show that you're angry, I guess. Because the press conference didn't go well. And as you can see by tonight, it's still same status quo for the Flyers. Can't even stay in a game against division rivals who did this exact same thing to you last week. And we see they were a little more aggressive. They were hitting. They had two fights tonight. They still got smoked. So you need to fix the defense. So do something. So until that gets done, it's it's a no-win situation. Any Anything else. And, oh, unless you just flat out sell and say the season's over. So I made a comment on Twitter earlier that if no one is fired tonight, that tells you all you need to know about the season. And so my, my whole reasoning for that is that if – no one's holding Chuck to the fire if he doesn't fire somebody because it's either like Chuck make a move or get rid of somebody, right? Like no one's no one's pressuring him. And and I guess I'm looking at it like you know back in the day, you know, Ed Schneider would have been breathing down his throat, right? Like this is embarrassing. Like this is this is my team, this is my business, and you're embarrassing me, right? Whereas now it's a corporation, right? Dave Scott, Comcast. You know, just bring in the bucks, Chuck, bring in the money, make sure we got the, you know, the the positive at the bottom line and all's well, right? If if no, if he doesn't fire anybody or make some kind of move, send somebody down or, you know, somebody gets benched, you know that he's got a long leash and that this year he's just going to kind of ride this year out. I don't think we're going to see a major move this year uh, during the season. He's been quoted as saying he's going to make a move that is going to affect this team for the coming years, right? I don't think he's going to be able to get it done in season. So I imagine it'll happen after. And I'm just going to say it. I think we're just going to have to ride this one out, guys. It's, it sucks because we were so excited. I just don't see it. Maybe he'll shed a, a salary. Maybe Gustafson gets moved. I don't know who would want him. Um, I don't think Ghost is going anywhere with that contract. The years on his contract make it tough to move him. Uh, maybe if they give up a second or third for someone to take them, I don't know. I'm not sure they could do it because uh, based off what we read yesterday, 2021 picks aren't as you know desirable because the, of the scouting issues and whatnot. Maybe they can give up an earlier pick to get rid of Ghost. Who knows? Uh, what do you kind of think about that, man? Do you think uh, you're on the same page with me there, or you think I'm thinking too much into it that you know this whole corporation thing and, and you know Ed Snyder and whatnot? I think you're overanalyzing uh, things there, Jim. Yeah, I'm just. I I'm do just that kidding. a lot. I'm oh, just okay. kidding. <laughs> no, there's. Uh, listen, the ownership. When it's a corporation like that, living in Toronto, um, for the longest time, I mean, listen, they're owned by corporate a corporation now, anyways, or, or a, a couple of corporations. But before, the the majority owner used to be the teachers' pension fund was the majority owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs and for the teachers pension fund. (laughs) So the teachers basically paid money for their retirement fund. And they're like, we're going to buy the Leafs. They bought it. I don't know. It was like in the seventies, I think. uh, And it was like dirt cheap. They, and then they sold it for over a billion dollars or 1.5, 1.5 
Oh, it was great. They, they, they made their money back like times a thousand. So it was oh, a great yeah. investment. But um, for years, all the fans in Toronto were like, as long as they keep making the, the, you know, the playoffs barely, as long as they make money and idiots keep buying tickets and buying overpriced hot dogs and beverages, it doesn't matter. Nothing's going to change. Yep. And, um, you know, I know that they're on the upswing now, but I mean, there was decades of just misery uh, for the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. And, and I'm kind of starting to see that unless something changes here, I mean, you mentioned, Jim, you said something about this team ain't going to see a dime from me. Yeah. And Jack, you said that Flyer fans are really passionate and we're still going to fill the barn. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think that it's a real dangerous game taking fans for granted. And you know what? The natives are restless. You know, we want a change. We need something to happen. And if Chuck just basically sits in his office and uh, flat cap guys, expansion, blah, 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 can't do anything. And then free agency comes and goes. You can't get anybody. Why would anybody want to come here? This is not a prime destination anymore. So you know what the the issue is? Because I would agree wholeheartedly in a normal season, COVID and everybody being locked indoors. I think that's going to, I think that's going to, at least at first, I think you're going to see people rush to outdoor or anything yeah. outdoor, any event. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I would agree with you 100% because before COVID and they were trending downwards, we did see a, a dip in the attendance. Um, but with all this going on, I think, I think they're going to, and maybe that's why they think they can survive this year. Uh, they're going to get their Santa sacks and they're going to get their season ticket holders. And maybe at first there'll be a little pushback. Ultimately, people are going to want to get out. If the Flyers have any kind of like mild success, it's going to, you know, a couple of wins really. And then you'll be playing the entire league and it won't be as bad. It won't be back to backs and all that stuff they're crying about. Um, If they just run it back from this roster this year until next, (laughs) that's going to be tough. I don't think they'll be having jam packed houses, but I still think they'll have some big good numbers, at least to start. Um, and then we'll see what happens from there if they do anything and people get like, okay, I'm, I got out of my house. And you know what, though? I got the Sixers who are killing it right now, so I can go rather – I can go see them. I can see – I can. they always go to the Eagles games. And then whatever the hell else, just going to bars might – you know, or restaurants, that might overtake that as well. So I think there will be an uptick origin, uh, at first, and the Flyers might think they can get through this season because of that. And then we'll see. Uh, ultimately – some diehards will always go, but like you kind of alluded to, they um, there has been a dip. We're not completely blind to uh, whatever they do. Um, and but the thing is, like we've seen everything up until you know today in the press conference, and there were still people actually defending Fletcher and shit. And it, it kind of like those people exist too, and that there's nothing you can do about them. I'd feel guilty paying money to go watch this team. I'd feel guilty just being in that building, to be honest with you. That like that's how I feel right now. I feel dirty. Like, what am I doing in here? Like, I it's it's just so weird. I've never felt like this about the Flyers before. Even in the Hackstall days, it was never like a, it was never. I'm not going to give this team my money. It was just, eh, I don't want to go watch this team. But now it's just I I feel like bad about giving this team my money. I, I feel like I'm being scammed a little bit, you know? Uh, it's not – what we're seeing now is not really what we were told was going to happen. And something about it just feels wrong to me to, to spend 
to number one spend money on tickets. Like even with this this jersey hanging back here, I feel dirty. You know, like it just something about this organization changed for me in the last I don't know couple months maybe. It just something doesn't feel right. I I still want to watch the Flyers. I still. You know, oh, it's Thursday night. Flyers are on at seven. They're playing the Rags. You know, I'm supposed to be excited for that, but I, I've never felt, and I'm not. I'm trying not to be dramatic because I've been told that I can be dramatic, but I swear, I just, I, I just have this. You know how, like, I don't know if you guys have ever cheated in a relationship or whatever, but I just, I have that dirty feeling, you know, where I need to take a shower or something, you know, or I can't look my uh, significant other in the face, or I just feel disgusting. I, I just, I, I'm starting to hate this team a little bit. You know, I've never – I don't know how to explain it. That's just how I'm feeling right now. I just feel dirty watching the Flyers. After I feel like I'm not supposed game, to do it. After every game, I burn my clothes and I get – Chew a pack of gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I don't. Are you guys getting any of that or what? No, you guys no, just I, normal I people. totally, totally understand <laughs> where you're coming from. I'm at the point now where, like, I used to sit on the – I have a chase, right? And you kind of lay on the chase – I used to sit on the end of it, so I'd be closer to the TV, and I'd be like, all right, Flyers, let's go. Now I'm laying back, laptop on my lap, you know, doing whatever, Twitter. I just scroll Twitter. Yeah, like, you don't oh. give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And then my wife, like, she sits over here. I, she doesn't have to, like, warn me about cursing and yelling too loud anymore. You know, maybe at first, but I kind of see it coming. And, like, we'll be doing – we'll be watching, like, Modern Family, which is a show I think is hysterical, right? And like, all right, it's six fifty-five. I'm going to jump over to the Flyers broadcast now. All that laughing was good, right? Now we're going to be pissed off the rest of the night. And it's been like the thing for like the last three weeks. Like I say it jokingly, and like it happens every time. It's unbelievable. It's like I'm getting to the point now. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> yeah, it's like masochistic. It's just not fun. Yeah. And knowing, knowing, just knowing every time, and like nine times out of ten, yeah. Terrible. Now it's nine times out of ten before the first period's over. <laughs> That's the frustrating thing, though, is like going into the season. I mean, I didn't have them winning the division, but I thought second at worst, they're third, yeah. like at absolute worst. And like just the way they came out, you know, in January and you kind of saw in the fans, like half the fans were like, but they're winning. So who cares? Yeah. So what they're getting out shot. So what if they're getting out chance? So what if JVR is lighting the lamp like a freak, but they just didn't look right. And a lot of the people that have been with this team through the ups and downs and for a long time have kind of was, we're, we're pointing that out. They're like, look, this team just doesn't look right. There's something not right. There's something off here. And then just progressively getting worse and worse and before we used to have people in charge that would see these things and act and do something about it and write the ship or at least try and you know what that that's the thing with that sweater that orange and, and white and black sweater is you, you put it on and it's supposed to mean hard work determination you know tough to play against doing what it takes to win identity. This team doesn't have it. I mean, when, when the devils, I was listening to the devils broadcast the other day on the radio and even the, the broadcasters, the devils are like, this team has no identity. What are they? They stink defensively. Their goalie can't save anything. 
They're not an offensive-minded team. They don't throw hits. They're not tough. What are they? Mm. They Nobody knows who they are. These guys don't even know who they are. And I'm just – people – I'm sensing the frustration online where people need a GM, you know, somebody that's in charge to say, listen, it's not right. There is something rotten here, and we're going to fix it. Like some way, somehow, we're going to make a move. We're going to get something done. And that projects confidence to me. This thing about, listen, we like what we're t- like. We like our team. We're only two points back of the Bruins. Well, guess what? It's three now. Uh, the Bruins also have, you know, three games in hand. Games in hand. Um, no, don't. We're still in it. We're not selling. You know, when Chuck calls on the phone after next week and teams are going to be like, oh, sounds like you're selling now, eh, Chuck? Hmm. Good. Here's what we're going to get from you. Like he's going to be right over a barrel. Like I just I don't understand the direction that this team is going in right now. They shouldn't have been this bad, but far earlier something should have been done to try to address this in some fashion, and it just hasn't. And that's the frustrating thing. That's the disappointing thing, and that's why it's like you know what? Why am I investing so much into this? The attitude at the top is it's okay. We're still in the race. Yeah. Don't worry, everything's fine. And then you know what? Boom, a pummeling again tonight. After your GM just basically went to bat for them and said, "Don't worry, you know, I'm trying to get some stuff done. You know, we're not selling any players. Don't worry, you guys are all safe." And they get pummeled again. And you know what? I guarantee you in the next 3-4 games, they're going to get another lashing again. And 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 this is just the way that it is. If nothing's going to change, if there's no urgency from the leadership of this team, and I'm not even talking about Giroux or anything like that. I'm talking about the guys that make this roster and that make things happen, then nothing. It, then this season is going to be lost. And unfortunately, they're going to be really losing some people that have been diehard followers of this team. It's easy to lose fans. It's hard to get them back. My dad still does not watch NHL hockey because of that strike. I know people that used to watch baseball. You know what? Baseball turned their back on us with that strike. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars to hit a ball, you know, and run around a field. You know what? Forget them. And they don't go back. I respect that. It it is. And it's hard. But I mean, this, if this is the attitude that this team is going to have, yeah, don't worry. Well, it's a flat cap. Well, it's, it's expansion. Well, then people are going to make decisions and going, oh, yeah, well, your parking's too expensive. Yeah. Well, the ticket prices are going up again. Yep. Well, it's too expensive for me to bring my family to a game and, and enjoy have a good time. Yep. People are going to make decisions. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just I don't get this urgency. I know Chuck's playing poker right now. It's the trade deadline's coming up, and you don't want to project weakness and stuff. And I, I, I wasn't expecting anything earth-shattering in, in this press conference, but he kind of needed to have this press conference a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he didn't. It's been just a little bit to, late. To uh, piggyback off that, you know what my dad said to me uh, today? Because uh, my wife and I are expecting, and we did have an appointment today, so that we I was talking about that with my dad, then the game came on. And he just goes, Jack, um, how are you um, – or no, he said, you're going to have a hell of a time getting your son to be a big Flyers fan, aren't you? Because when I came up, I had Eric Lindros and LeClaire and Renberg and Brendan Moore, and I had all of them, you know, and he's like, so who do you got? 
<laughs> I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know. I'll just be wearing it from birth, and he'll be disowned if he does anything else. Because I, how am I going to make him like this team? They're, they're, it's so true, though, dude. They don't care about the fans. Legitimate question. I mean, they got five years, as far as I'm concerned, to turn shit around before he starts becoming somewhat cognizant of what hockey is. <laughs> because I plan on having him there as soon as possible. Maybe I can hold off a bit because I don't want I don't want to hurt his psyche as well. He'll be right up there at Proveroff and Hart. See that it, as funny as that was, that's actually like a legit, like it's a big, you know. I got you. Like you had Lindros growing up. Who's your kid gonna have? You know. Shit, man. I think about that a lot. Like, maybe because this team has just been so bad, but growing up, we really, we were really kind of spoiled, man. They would go out and get a guy on top of Lindros LeClaire. They'd go out and get a guy like every, even if he was, you know, a little bit over the hill and overpaid, it was still fun to watch. It feels spoiled. But when you look at the Flyers' history, you know, you had the three years in the 60s where they were an expansion team. So, whatever. 70s was their, their golden era. They won two cups. They had Clark. They had Perrant. They had everybody. The 80s, they had these crazy good teams. They went to two, three Stanley Cups, really, and they lost to two different dynasties all three times. You know what I mean? Gretzky, the Islanders. You know, they, they, they had crazy good teams. They just didn't win the cup, but they still had awesome teams. They had a little dip in the early 90s. Then we had Leclerc, Lindros, Legion of Doom, Hextall, Desjardins. We went to the Cup in 97 against another dynasty, you know. And then the early 2000s, you know, Richards and Carter and them, they got us to a Cup. And even before that, in the, like, early 2000s, we were always, like, an Eastern Conference finalist. Like, were we spoiled? Or was that just where the bar was? Because in my, for my lifetime, that's where the bar was. We didn't accept much less. There was a couple dip years where you had to recalibrate, retool, and get back to it. And I understand that was a non-salary cap time, but even with the salary cap error, we did pull our shit together after one bad season, and the next season we were in the Eastern Conference Finals. you know. And then in 2010 we were in the Finals. Game six, mind you, against, what do you know, another dynasty. Um, and you know, that was the status quo, was we didn't accept less. And right around 2014, it's, it's been the worst brand of hockey, really, for six, seven years that in the franchise's history. And even in some of their baddest, worst years, they weren't getting blown out like this, or at least on a daily basis, at least in the biggest games. So we are watching, in my mind, what is essentially the worst history in Flyers hockey. And now i got to bring my son into this and try to make him be a fan. If that's not a massive red flag to Fletcher and Dave Scott and whoever that else gives supposedly gives a shit, I don't know what is. I'm glad that you mentioned the history of it because it really bothered me when I don't I think it was I think it was Jordan Hall who asked Chuck and he said, Listen, you gotta remember that there's a pattern here. Right? I don't know if it's Hall or Sealski the Weasel. One of those guys. Um, he goes, listen, this team makes the playoffs one year, miss it the next. Make it, miss it. Make it. They've been alternating for like eight years now, right? And Chuck stopped him right there and he went, well, I've only been here for two years. Yeah. And I was, I, right, right when he said that, I said, you know what, dude? I don't want to hear that. Because if you don't respect this history of this franchise and what this team used to be, 
This team is degenerating. This franchise is becoming a laughing stock. This is the worst period of Flyers hockey ever. Ever. This team got rid of Mike Richards and Jeff Carter because they like to drink beer and chase girls. God forbid. These guys can't play hockey. They give the puck away to guys wearing the opposite colored uniforms, and we can't get rid of them. We sign them. We re-sign them. We give them extensions. I, I don't understand what this team – you have to appreciate the history of this team. You have to understand what this team has been through in, throughout its history from the very beginning, as Jack said, to the Lindros era, to the Richards era, and now it just it feels very different. It just feels so different, and I'm not liking it too much, man. Like I, I still like it, but I, I pine for those other – times man I like, they chased these other guys out of town because they drank beers and, and Goddamn shame now lots of beers but still they, and, and these guys can't like they get pummeled three of the last five nothing happens nothing. now they're locked in their rooms and they're still getting and they're getting their asses whooped maybe they ought to be chasing girls maybe that is the problem <laughs> i mean Yo, the puck, but i mean <laughs> yeah right <laughs> tell me if I'm tell me if I'm a little bit wrong here because I'm known to be a little bit harsh. I'm known to be a little bit judgy. Uh, I kind of you know look for things to pick at a little bit. But when someone says gives an answer like Chuck Fletcher gave, well, I've only been here for two years. Does that kind of sound like a loser to you a little bit? You know, like it just sounds like a loser thing to say to me. Like I, I don't want the guy that's in charge of everything talking like that because that kind of stuff trickles down and only because that's what he expects from the other guys. You know, he accepts that from other people or, you know what I mean? It's just such a weasel thing to say. And I'm not, I'm not sure I like that. There was a, a couple things that he said during his press conference that, you know, irked me a little bit, not enough to complain about, but I pick at, at guys in his position. I'm going to pick at because you don't really hear from them too often. So when they slip with something or they, they give you a snippet to, you know, run with, I, I will. And and that was one of those things. I'm glad you brought it up that when he said that, I'm like, we well, you know you've only been here for two years. Like that, that wasn't the question, you know, it was, it, it was one of those things that bothered me. I, I don't want my GM talking like that. I, I don't know. There was a couple of questions that were yes or no questions where he went straight to the excuse soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Like why dude, why you, you have the press conference, you know, like you decided to do it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, man. His confidence level is that of hearts. That's why. And it's like, I know I have to do this. So I'll just get through it and uh, they'll forget about it. And they'll probably be, we'll be exactly as, you know, complacent as we were before, you know? So he just was like, I just got to get through this. And it's, it's, it's really bad. He knows it's bad. He's got to talk to us. He's not going to admit anything, which is why these things are pretty much a waste of time. Yeah, and anybody who came out and defended him, it's it's kind of it's really stupid and silly in my eyes, and nothing's going to change unless the everybody comes down on this team. Like, yeah, you, this is enough is enough. Like, show us something for Christ's sake. Yeah, but we well, can't go to games, so how can we really show our discontent? You know, we just bitch a lot, tweet tweet everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Well. 
Flyers are now second worst in the NHL with 119 goals against, guys. We know the defense is bad. We know the goaltending's had its troubles. Uh, we know the roster's flawed. We know the coaches are having uh, some issues. Really nothing else to say. Another 8-3 loss to the Rangers after the 9-0 ass whooping they got on St. Paddy's Day. Man. Trending in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, they only lost by five this week. They gave up That's eight instead really of nine. Games. Two really <laughs> good games. Two, I think one of them was a loss, if not both. But they were good efforts. They were lost. Yeah. Put a little positive cherry on top of a shitty overall night. Those Manny, are thanks our for- options. Get blown out or <laughs> just barely lose. Yeah. Manny, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your work? All right, all my articles up at brotherlypuck.com and Twitter at Manny Benavides. I'm not going to spell it out because I get ragged on for spelling it out, and it's too long. <laughs> and I need, to, I need to change my my tags. So then I guess I'll maybe maybe if the Flyers actually you know start winning games, we'll uh, we'll I'll, I'll get a contest going, and you could rename my my Twitter hashtag or whatever. Oh, there you go. That's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> The Flyers can uh, give up less than five goals. Manny will change his Twitter hashtag. Yeah, there you go. Twitter. <laughs> Jack, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter, and we'll uh, sign off for the night. I am at Jack. That's J-A-C-K <laughs> underscore H-W radio. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us tonight, boys and girls. Unfortunately, uh, we got together under crappy circumstances, Flyers – did lose eight to three. They'll be back at it again Saturday against the same team. Hopefully, they get a win. Who knows? Uh, we'll be back next week. I think Tuesday or Wednesday next week. They have the Sabers twice. We'll have to figure out when we're going to be back. But yeah, make sure you listen to us on Spotify or Apple. Thank you to our affiliates, Belly Up Sports and Full Press Coverage. We'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>